Welcome back, wacky wizards of the world's people, party people, to Two Times Fire, where where we take one flame and add another flame in Aiden Newell, and together we are Two Times Fire, the best podcast on earth, just lighting the airwaves of flame. I'm here with the every episode co-host, Aiden Newell. How are you doing, Aiden? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Uh, thanks for that wonderful introduction. I mean... You know, one of these days I gotta do an introduction. Let's do We're next just, next episode. Next episode. Next episode, I'll take care of things. We'll see if I can if I can pull the weight. Today, on this episode of Two Times Fire, we are starting out with one flame and one change. Then after that, me and Aiden are going to discuss a body part on ourselves that if it was changed, would change our aura, would change how we think about ourselves, would change how other people look at us, you know? And then we're also going to talk about that if our name was changed. What would happen if we had a different name? What would it affect in our life? And then, Aiden, we're going to end this episode with what about future parenthood stresses us out? We're covering it all today for you guys, really. So, Aiden, I'll jump right into it. Won't keep our listeners waiting any longer. No, no, sir. What's your one flame and what's your one change? <clears throat> well, we were talking about my flame a little earlier. You know, I'm in the flame right now. And the flame that has been this week is that I am house sitting and dog sitting in this beautiful like Venice apartment loft. It's right next to the beach. The roof terrace looks right at the beach in the ocean. It's great. The dog, Maggie, wonderful dog. I mean, this is like a dream come true. I mean, I'm playing video games. I'm watching movies. I'm, I'm going on walks, long walks on the beach. You know, I'm I'm living the life, and I'm getting paid. I mean, you're getting paid, and I'm getting paid. I mean, what's better than house sitting? Honestly, what a gig. When it looks like your house, really not much. I mean, Aiden gave me a tour. Beautiful window panes, rooftop with a view of L.A an incredibly sweet dog and Maggie mm-hmm. who walks down the stairs really slow. Really as you demonstrated. Slow. <laughs> She's a slow dog. She's a slow, she is kind of a slow dog, honestly, but she did get the zoomies on our beach walk the, the, earlier today. And she was messing with some kids. And she was just like faking them out, like running right up to them. And then just like, Dodging them at the last second. They were like very afraid for a while. Yeah, Maggie's probably 15 pounds, 20 pounds, too big. That would really scare me as a child if I had Maggie running at me like that. Yeah, even though like as an adult, she's not a big dog at all. Right. She's a pretty medium to small dog. I mean, like who is a dog? Like this is smaller than Mocha, smaller than Timo. Yeah, Mocha and Timo are are, our good friend Noah's chocolate lab legendary lab great dog absolutely passed away about two years ago and and timo is uh the black lab who's kicking it with them now such an amazing dog really two great dogs um that's a great flame dude that's a great one yeah i mean i'm I'm loving the flame so pretty yeah what about your change aiden okay my change actually 
is one that has been kind of it's been on my mind for a bit and this house sitting has helped to start that change and that is be more active outside you know not getting cooped up you know it's so easy in the summer you know your friends are all in different places either you're home and they're not home or you're wherever your college is and they're all home and and it's like well what are you doing you're just gonna sit inside and watch movies all day or are you gonna go out and do things alone yeah i think it's important to go do some things alone and get out of the house so that's totally. what I've been doing, and it's so nice. What's your favorite thing to do when you're going to go alone outside to be oh, active? Well, I mean, walking a dog is unreal. Because it's like you're alone in a lot of ways, but you're not at the same time. Without the dog, though, I mean, going on a nice long walk. I want to start going on hikes alone. You know? Freaking Hiking alone is good. Going. Yeah. Find something steep. Yeah, those are, those are good places to reflect when you have a really pretty view in front of you. Yeah, I want I want a pretty view after really working up my way to the steep dirt path. <laughs> yeah, steep driveway. The steeper the better. Yeah, no, the steeper the better. That means steep you better. earned the view. You know, it's not oh, one of those. Yeah. You know, some people drive up to views, and I just don't think it's as. I mean, I guess we do that when we go to, you know, what we call sunset in our hometown in Marin County. Yeah. That's a place where you can drive up and see a beautiful view of the Bay area. But I don't know when it, when it's something you could hike to, cause that's not something you can hike to really. That would like be you should always do thing. the hike. That would be then a, it feels sure all day. Hike. Yeah. It's just a, it's a good like reward. It's exercise. And then it's like, Oh, let's chill out and hang out. Yeah. The only thing about the hiking is that I do have to drive a good amount to get to the area where I can hike. And it's like, that's kind of a barrier on in its own way. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, I'm sitting here. Am I really going to drive like an hour to Malibu to hike for a couple hours and then drive back for like an hour and a half in traffic? No. Like, yeah, <laughs> realistically, I imagine. Yeah. A lot of the times it's no. And it's even like, damn, all I want to do is go on a hike. But it's like, it's going to cost me three hours in the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's got to be do what you can outside too. Something that's enough to sort of get that feeling of like refreshment but isn't killing your whole day. Totally. Um Yeah, what's that, what's your flame? What's your change? My flame Flame and a change. My flame and a change. My flame was that at City Market today, the local grocery store I work at, I was feeling really hungry and it was time to take my 15-minute break and so I went to their pastry aisle. And I saw this blackberry glazed donut and blackberry glaze sounds ridiculous, but it's so good. And I was stoked. So I bought that donut, but then I saw this other donut that was like this sugar, <laughs> sugar sprinkled donut that looked so good. And I told myself, I don't care. I'm getting both. I don't care. I know uh, maybe I should only get one, but I got both of them, went up to the break room, demolished them. And then walk back down. That was my flame today. Demolished a couple donuts in fifteen minutes, uh, dude. I'm not even kidding you. I (laughs) my change is this is it. Three words I wrote down: outside activity more. (laughs) So it's like we yeah we covered it. Change me and you same change. We can hold each other to it. And like it really is so easy. Like it's so much easier for me to do that during the school year. For some reason, 
like to feel like I'm outside and like getting my like my time. But it is really easy in the summer to just like kind of like isolate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's routine. I think yeah. it's that the routine of going to classes and school gets you outside. It gets you moving. Where in the summer you have work too, but it's different. It's definitely totally different. different. So it's slower. I, I get what you mean. And also sometimes the idea of summer can make you feel like, oh, well, I'll just rest and sleep in because this is totally. the one part of the year as a student that I can, can actually rest and sleep in. Yeah. Ooh, when you go on vacation, are you like talking about resting and sleeping in? Like, are you the rester and sleep in guy? Or are you the one who's like, I'm going to plan my fucking day to the nines. I'm not going to have any free time, but I'm going to be doing all this really cool stuff. I'm definitely the rester yeah. on vacation. I'm resting. I actually, I went on vac- a little vacation home recently where I was more planned, um, which was definitely in part because my girlfriend, Lily was coming with me. So I was like, let mm-hmm. me show her the things totally. in my town. And it made me realize that you got to find a balance of both. You got to yeah. rest some days and then other days you got to make sure you go and do something, have something planned in the mm-hmm. day. Cause you can't do full bucket of either, or you'll be left feeling a little unfulfilled, but I thought we did a good job of that on that one. It was good. Good amount nice. of rest, good amount of doing things. What about so you? I'm the same way. I'm a rester yeah. for sure. That's what vacation is for. It's to go relax and like hang out. That's why it's in good a different when... in a different, nice place. When a rester and a planner go on vacation together, it's, oh, it's great. Beautiful. Well, unless one is too much of what they are, if there's like a planner who's so type A and like so rigid, then they're never going to be able to even rest because they're going to be so anxious about not doing things. And the same goes for someone who's way too lazy. Yeah, you definitely need they to ruin meet it in the together. middle. Yeah, you need to meet in the middle a little bit. You do have to we'll meet compromise in the middle. action. I'm yeah. now laughing. Dude, we had we are both resters and we have been on vacation before and we totally did that. We <laughs> we remember? chilled out. Yeah. We okay, we went to Park City or no, no. No. Sun Valley. Sun Valley. We went to Sun Valley. Park City's also a snow snow Okay, lake. gotcha. Okay, same thing. We went to Sun Valley, snow like snowboard capital of uh, you know, Idaho. The western frontier. Yeah, I know. And we just hung out in the hotel lobby where they had a switch and we played Mario Kart and we got damn good at Mario Kart. We were racing 200 CC. We were placing podiums out there. We were not messing around. We would hang out in the hot tub for like five to six hours straight and then go hang out in like your van that was in the parking garage and like record nonsense on garage yeah. band. Yeah. I mean, but that was a blast, dude, because it was like I think it highlights something really important about life and all that relates to vacation is that like when you go on vacation, it's not like things change. I saw this like a comedian did this joke recently and I thought it was just so true. Like when you go on vacation, if you're sad where you are right now and then you go on vacation, you're still going to be sad on vacation. Like you're still you. You're just yeah. in a different place. And in a lot of ways, when you go to a different place, the things that you do are exactly the same. You yes. go out to dinner, 
like you go do a thing, like maybe you go swim or whatever it is. And the only difference is, is that, you know, you're in a different place and it's somehow different to you in some kind of way. But I feel like finding peace in the fact that you're just doing those activities at all is what you should be striving for rather than being like, I'm doing it in Italy because you can't always do it in Italy. You know, you know I mean? yeah no yeah totally yeah you can it's the you same can, stuff all you can of, make all your you can make your home this next week where you are living into a vacation in the quote-unquote like you can go do the tourist 100 percent. yeah where you are then you could go out to dinner somewhere where you are you could go swim somewhere where you are but people would think you're crazy if you did that for a week <laughs> If no, you, it'd be super weird. But you like save a ton of money because you'd be sleeping at your house. If I you, mean, it's a, like not a bad idea. Like vacation where you are. Yeah, if that's yeah. If that's like it's something cool. you can like do, this. it's something you could you could sort of implement into your life just a little bit more. Where totally taking like, yourself okay, on dates, kind of deal. Let's do a day where I really just live the fullest I can in my area, and that's yeah. one of the things I remember. I've I've read. In multiple places, which is one good way to keep yourself, you know, just like happier in general is to plan things ahead. So you have things to look forward to. And it does not have to be big vacations. Plan something ahead can mean I've planned to go on a walk with my friend. I love it. (laughs) And then that's like when Wednesday is not so good. It's like, oh, okay, this is all right. I still have my walk tomorrow with like my good buddy. That's going to be great. And you know Neither what's funny about that walk longer. is like that walk is just it's okay. If you were to say, All right, all right, Sam, like let's hang out Thursday, but let's just like hang out at your house versus let's go on a walk, they're almost the same in a lot of ways. Like most of what we're doing, what the fun part about it is gonna be talking to each other. But for some reason the walk feels like an event. It's that you you're doing mean? something, I think. Yeah. It's something. It's not it doesn't have to be great like anything crazy. Let's let's move on here and go to our body part that we would change. That if was changed would change the total aura of who we are as people. Yeah, let's do it. I want to hear what yours is, Sam. Okay. My body part was if my hands got significantly larger, I think I'd be different. I think oh I'd be di- I got small okay. hands. Dude, okay. You know, I want to say something really fast. Yeah, yeah. Mine is if my hands were really tiny. Because <laughs> so, you have really yeah. big hands. I have, big I have hands. small hands. But I'm talking like if my hands were like the size of a five-foot woman, like a really small hand. Yeah, dude, you're, you're you know, looking. Like a child's hand. That That's that's essentially me. Your hands are not that small, so. Maybe not that small, but I have very ladylike wrists and very mm. ladylike <laughs> hands here. And I've been told whenever someone takes a picture of me holding a mug or holding anything, really? they're, like, they're like, wow, That's you're what so they dainty. They, they don't say I have small hands. They say I'm really dainty. Like, oh, that's a terrible thing so to say dainty. to somebody. That's so weird. I, mean, I take it with stride, you know? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I like, hold, what a I hold weird comment. I, but I've got it. Here's hey, man, the thing you're... is. Your hands are dainty. I've gotten it from like four or five separate people. So I just hold things in a dainty way. It's how it goes down. 
if, if I had like big call. hands and I could yeah. just firmly grasp everything, you know, I had, I had the pause that you have, um, yeah. then I think I'd, I think I'd be a little different. I think I'd be a little different. I'd be more, more, uh, affirmative potentially. Mm. You can no dainty, no dainty Sam anymore. Oh, jars are tough for me. Jars, Dude, I, I sometimes I ask my is, mom, yeah. who is five feet, so she struggles um, with jars. No, my mom helps me out with jars. Oh, she knows she's good at jars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's better than is me. She, man. Is she a, a hot water? You know, tap it on the counter, or is hot she water? just brute? Oh strength? no, she just goes pow, and it's off. It's crazy. She's got grip strength. Yeah, she's she's a legend. It was her birthday two days ago. Happy birthday, mom! Yeah, happy birthday, mom! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just yeah, dude. Like, I think if you just have really, I think what we're getting at is just like disproportionate hands. Either way, like if 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 you had Hulk hands, you know what I mean, like swollen, like there's some guy online i have no idea what his name is i have no idea how i'd find him but there is a man that i've seen online whose forearms and hand is just so much bigger than every other part of his body and they are massive like i'm putting up my hand to my face and it's covering my face but this guy's hand would like cover my entire head like he could palm my entire head and his fingers are like Dude, he just looks swollen, like not in a muscular way, just swollen. That's scary. More like Popeye almost, you know. I'll see if I can find him for you after this episode because yeah, it's send me a wild link. I'm interested. I'm but interested. I had an honorable mention for the body part, but I decided this would be just more like really weird. If I didn't have fingernails, I think that would just be like, "Hey, weirdo, where the hell are your fingernails?" <laughs> Because you just have nubs. Do you think the kids would have gone at you early on sure, kindergarten? Dude. They're like, no nail, Aiden. No nails. No nails. No nails. No one would yeah, high five you. They'd be like, can't give a high five to the no nails. I think nails people would think that your hands are losing. gross. Like people wouldn't want to shake your hands and be like, ew. Yeah, if you had no nails, nails, you're a cartoon character, man. Only cartoons yeah, weird, are supposed dude. to not it's have nails. Really weird. And also think about how impractical that be. Like, dude. Getting like your headphones knotted up. Good luck. You have to go bye you, bye headphones. Yeah, bye you bye. Know, headphones. You have to get a new pair. You have to go drop them on like your parents or your roommates' desk. Yeah. And, like, please help me. Or you like maybe get really skilled with like needles, like yeah. knitting needles, and you start. Like, Those are your nails, dude. Like I don't know. <laughs> you'd have to figure something out. That'd be brutal too, just for, uh, you know, as a grocery stalker, I open a lot mm. of cardboard boxes when I'm on shift and I use my nails a lot to pry like tightly locked things together open. Same thing mm. when you're opening a Coke can, you're using the oh, little dude, opener. For sure. You need yeah. your nail to get it up you there your in nail. the beginning. And Picking I'm your nose, with... digging for gold. Yeah, dude. You're not going to find gonna any gold. Plugged. You're just yeah. rubbing it around, man. You're just going to be shoving it further up into the mines. You're gonna have a gold depository. You're gonna be sitting on generational wealth in that Nas, but you won't be able to get it out. Yeah, I you think if, buy it some I think I need an honorable mention too. I think if I had an enormous butt, <laughs> oh, that would be I like be that one. Crazy. That'd be pretty crazy too. That's a man. good one. 
I have a pretty proportional butt or a pretty skinny dude. So if I had if I had a, a honky tonky back there, oh yeah, you know, that would have been who people it, would could, talk, dude. People, people would talk about would my honky tonk tonky. Yeah. Like, dude. oh yeah, that's Sam Jefferson. Have you seen his honky tonk? Um <laughs> Okay, Aiden. What would your name be that would totally switch up your life? Okay, so I went my strategy was I looked up the hundred most popular boy names of 2001 and I went through them because I couldn't think of any names on my own and as I went through first I learned that Aiden was the 86th most popular name so not very high up there pretty cool unique name you know but what I also saw was only two names on that list that I felt like would really like I'd be a kind of different guy aside from like something completely different that is like nothing to do with my culture or anything like that. Like if yeah. you named me Jesus, like obviously that would change people's like initial impression. Yeah, of me. absolutely. But like, why would I ever, you know what I mean? So the two that I found that I think are really like, all right, there's two and I think they're both equally weird. Dalton and Victor. <laughs> Can you imagine me? Dalton put me in Alabama. I'm in Alabama now. Yeah. Like, I'm a southern, like, really nice fella. Hi, I'm Dalton. I think you study hard, too. Dalton studies hard. Dude, Dalton's got a 4.0. Dalton studies hard, 4.0. Head is in the books all the time. Dalton definitely has classes. A stand up guy, though. Dalton is a stand up guy. Dalton's wearing khakis and a polo 99% of the time. Just. A really nice fella is what I'd say Dalton is. I think if your name is Dalton, I think you only wear white and black Nike socks. I don't think you venture out into any <laughs> No, colors. Dalton doesn't wear other kinds of socks. I don't think so. Um, Although Dalton he did definitely wear have Nike Elites when he was in middle school. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like... As anyone like, who was cool did. Yeah, Dalton is just like upper middle class of the South. Didn't like, you know what I mean? Like Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, I would I don't know. If you Victor were Victor is a you, very different guy though. I could kind of see you as Hello, Victor. Victor. I am Victor. <laughs> Hello. Hey everybody, I am Victor. <laughs> if you like grew from uh despicable me. Hello everybody, I'm Victor. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. to meet you, Miss Petrini. I am Victor. <laughs> That's what you would be at like five, too, in kindergarten. That's how you say, like, here, present. Victor is here. Victor might refer to himself. Red. In third, yeah, Victor's colors, ab- favorite colors, absolutely red. That was yeah, a red maybe, flag for a little who you want to have playdates with, man. Really? I don't want to name his name, but I'll tell you after the show, there's one kid, his favorite color his was favorite red. Color. Totally checks out now that we're, we're years away. <laughs> All right, in third grade, even okay, in third dude. grade, I was like, "Red man, come on!" Okay, Crazy. red was a blue, like a light baby blue, was my favorite color for a long time, and then red was for a little bit. <laughs> Shoot! So you're talking shit right now. I am. I am talking. Talk- Honestly, hey. I think now, like a like a baby orange is just a beautiful color. Yeah, orange is cool. Like a pastel orange, what a great color! Like creamsicle orange, oh my god. I love a cream. What a great color. Great color. You've got orange on your hat. I do. 
Orange is great accent color, you know. Thank thank the SF Giants for picking orange and not like red or blue because so boring. Everybody's red and blue. Let's be orange. Giants are orange. Giants and Orioles. That's awesome. They got it down. Baltimore and San Francisco, two best cities in the world. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> group them together. Baltimore. Yeah. Those are good names, man. Yeah. Uh, what, mine, what are your names? Mine's a cop out because we talked about this. And my middle name is Lion. And I think if my name was Lion growing up, I just would have taken sports much more seriously. Yeah, you're Lion Jefferson. I was Lion, lion Jefferson. Lion, and I ain't Lion. I cared a lot about sports. Yeah. For sure in elementary school. But if my name was Lion, I think that would have been part of my identity that I never could give up. I already struggled with that in high school where like everyone got better than me at soccer. And it was like a clear like, oh, okay. This okay. isn't like me anymore, you know? I'm not Sam. Totally. Soccer guy. There was a moment. guy. Yeah. I had that moment as well where you like, there are, that comes for most people where you get to a point and you're looking like a competition and you're looking around you and you're like, I'm not this level of athlete. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how much I practice or try. Like I can't run that fast. I'm whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I have limitations. Sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah. It's a part where you accept and you kind of move on for the rest of your life. And you're like, okay, time for other stuff. But I think if my name was lion, it would have been like, head down get back to the grindstone yeah real party every single hour spent soccer 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 Ah. lion jefferson that would be a dude i'd have to it'd be if you were lion jefferson jefferson in fifa dude everyone would want you on your team just because you're lion yeah, man. If I was you like, would single handedly put that game that name into the game. And then we when people would create a character and you have to choose a name that the announcers can say, people would go, Lion? I'm Lion. You'd be the most popular name choice. Yeah. I no, be absolutely. Lying. I I remember I would do that. I would totally do that. I was yeah. always never there's no Sams in the NBA. So on NBA two K, I might be what, the twenty sixth most popular name. No, Sam. I do like Chris or something. <laughs> yeah, I do like Chris, Chris Jefferson. Completely not even, like nothing even remotely close. Yeah. My last name was in the game. Al Jefferson, Richard yeah, Jefferson. Jefferson for sure. But uh, no. I do do that honest. too. Mine was Adam Neal. <laughs> okay. It was the closest That's I got. That's pretty close to Aiden Neal. Adam, dude, Adam Neal is me in an alternate universe. It's really close. But it was I... just, it's just off. Adam Neal gives me the creeps. I don't want to get Neal. Adam, dude, honestly, Adam, if my, okay, that's a good one. If my name was Adam Neal, Adam Neal yeah. is not a good dude. No, he's dirty and slimy. <laughs> and he he's definitely slimy. Like he's not back. to be trusted. No, no, I would, I would never confide in Adam Neal. No way. I'd get terrible advice and all of my feelings and emotions would be everywhere throughout all the groups. Adam Neal. He's not there for you. He's hey, listen up. Aid. Every Adam Neal out there, fuck you, okay? <laughs> Stop Neal. listening right now. We were talking about Flagmar at the beginning of the podcast, pre-podcast. And I think yeah. Flagmar has honestly grown on me a lot. I think Flagmar turns into Mar, and then he's fine. 
And then it just ends up depending on is he a good person or is he a bad person? Yeah. Um, Flagmar doesn't seem like a very good person, but Mar is a good dude. Yeah, I think Mar would be you a know good Amar. dude. Yeah, Mar would be a good dude. Dude, and if he wasn't, he would get, I'm sure the kids early on would make sure he stays Flagmar because kids are ruthless, man. <laughs> yeah, they would. Kids are ruthless. They're brutally honest. It's good. All right. Shall we get to our wrap up here? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to introduce the topic? Yeah, dude. So we are going to be talking about what obstacles or what things in parenthood we think will be stress inducers or things that we're worried about going into parenthood. Not that we're close to it, but, you know, always good to think think ahead, you know? (laughs) Dude, if you were that, either one of us was a father right now, I'd be so crazy, dude. I I know it would be terrible and it wouldn't work out, but I'd be hyped a little bit. I would I be too. I just want to hang out with with just like on a certain little, level, like a kid. Go, dude, on a certain level, it would be amazing. Just throw, just go do anything with them. Whatever my kid likes, I'm gonna be full into. Man, I don't care what it is. Um, because it's just so fun. Kids are just I so think, fun to yeah. do things with. I think it's also like there's something to be said about growing up with your kid a little bit. You know what I mean? Like when they're 18, we'd be, we wouldn't even be 40 yet. Yeah. We'd be 30. Like we'd still be pretty young. Wow. And, um, our kids would be adults and I think that would be cool. Like you get more time. Yeah. You get more time with your kids and you'd be a young grandparent too. You'd be yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's not all bad for sure, but it definitely there's a lot of. Just depends on your culture, I think. Not, honestly, yeah. what's accepted? What's the normal career path? Can you career give a path, sustainable yeah. life to your child and whatnot? But yeah, you know, speaking of being a dad uh, and a parent, I think the biggest thing that stresses me out, and this is a really easy one. But it's just it's just technology, dude. iPads. Oh, that's a good one. Screen time, video games. How do you create a healthy relationship for your kid when they're at the age where every single app, every single network, every single video game console is pretty predatory and is trying to keep them on as much as possible, getting them to want to just keep playing more yeah. and more. Getting and more. them it's buying not, gems and shit. Addiction is like that. That's not the kid's fault. It's not the kid's fault that he wants to like buy gems or no, not at purchase all. things and get better at the game and play all this time. It's super it's like, fun. It's super fun and the games are meant to be addictive. So you stay on it. So it's like, how do I introduce them to video games and stuff like that? Because it's inevitable. But how do I also create the healthy relationship for them so they can be like, I don't need yeah. to be playing all the time. Well, do you feel like you have a, like a positive relationship with technology? Uh, a healthy relationship? I think it's okay. I wouldn't say healthy. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like mine's like, I would say the best thing about my relationship with technology is that I'm not all over social media. Yeah. Like I'm not posting all the time and I'm not like feeling self-worth based on likes or anything like that, which I think is healthy. But also I'm still on social media all the time, like watching reels and like garbage. Yeah. So it's also not, you know what I mean? Like it's like know. fast food for your brain. Completely. Um, it really is. 
I think I think video games for me, I, I don't know if I aged sort of out of them or the circumstances are different. Probably a combination of both, but I just can't really play them for fun anymore by myself. I used to be able to do that. And now it just makes me feel kind of sad when I do. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Um but I miss being able to be like a little kid and be like, oh hey, I'm gonna sit down and play Super Mario Galaxy for an hour and this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those were great times. Those were Yeah, really now video times. games is more about hanging out with your friends some way. And for us it's really great because we're across the country from each other and we can still hang out. So it's like it's kind of like doing this. It's doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, this is like an Xbox party without the game. Exactly. And that's fun. Totally. But like what would you oh sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Technology worries me a lot. I feel like I'm going to my kids are gonna have way less technology than all their friends. And I'm okay with that. So for you, how are you gonna balance the conversations then with your kids who are going to be like, Hey dad? Yeah. X, Y, and Z have all this and they yeah. have this phone and this early in this game. And I really want to play it. Like, why don't we have any of that stuff? Why can we only yeah. play for set amounts of hours? I think like, well, I think, okay. So I think introducing the technology to them at a certain point would be really beneficial. Like I don't want my kids having iPads really at all. I think iPads are like the worst because it's all the terrible parts of like your iPhone and like almost none of the benefits. You know what I mean? Like you can't like really keep in touch with people, not that they need to their kids, but like you're just on YouTube or social media or whatever, or playing some garbage phone game. And dude, why is every phone game garbage now? You know what I mean? Like when we were kids, I feel like there were actually kind of decent phone games. Like, they were simple, but they were also like it was kind of good that they were simple. Like they weren't trying to be anything more. Yeah. Now you can't play a game for more than like two minutes before getting like three ads, and it's just like garbage. It was less monetized, I think. Yeah. It was less of the in-game purchases. It was less of the let's make it so ads can pop up. It was more so let's make now. a good game, and that's when games cost money as well. People were trying to make a game that True. was good enough. That people thought it was worth it to spend real money on. Even just that like never happens bucks. today. It's yeah, all about no. ads and in-game purchases. And I miss that era. It was cool. We had Doodle Jump. Cut the oh, Rope doodle, was really dude, fun. Angry Birds when it game. first came out. Yeah, Bike Race. Dude, all great. of that was All amazing. of those were actually real. I would enjoy those games now. They were good games. Yeah. But like I think... Okay, so like no iPad. And then I think introducing like a console video game to them at like eight, nine, ten in that range would be really good because I think there's something very different about gaming on a console than gaming on your iPad or your phone. Like it's much more intentional. Like you have to sit down in a place and like do it. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like, oh, I can just pull this out for three, three minutes and then go back to doing something else. And I'm yes. also thinking back to like my childhood where I didn't have a lot of video games when I was growing up or technology or anything. And my mom would just say to me, like, use your imagination. Like, I would be like, I'm bored, I'm bored. My mom would be like, 
all right, figure it out. Use your imagination. And it really helped. And I feel like I'm a more creative person for it. Yeah, being bored is necessary. You need to be bored to figure out you're always going to get bored. And it's okay to be bored. That's when you get ideas that you wouldn't have other times because all of your other tasks are sort of completed for a second. And suddenly it's like, oh, okay, what do I do? And to be able to come up with that is a really important skill to build for sure. Organizing all those action figures and do some kind of scene, you know? Oh, dude, what's more fun than that? Getting your stuffed animals into like a fucking brawl? Yes, dude. And And this is something... It's so fun. This is something I didn't learn. And this was kind of just how I was as a little kid. Always needed someone else to play with. Always needed something to do never could it just be nothing so it had to be playing sports running around doing something active or as my parents always let me know i tortured them with thomas the tank engine train tracks (laughs) i'd say come play thomas with me let's build a track and that's a pretty like labor intensive thing as a parent bending over that far to make the track with your like three or four year old and supposedly, I'd always add switchers in, so the track building never ended. So then it would go another way and be like, now we have to build out this part of the track. So, you're a genius, though. That's fun. If you could have done that by yourself without their help, then that's that's awesome. That would have been the big thing. Part of it was because I was an only child too for a for long time, a long for time, six yeah. years. So it was like I want to be uh, so doing crazy. something else. Six years older than your sister. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it is why I became so social when I was young for other people. Like I was always mm. having playdates. I was always booked out on weekends to do stuff. I never really booked spent up. alone time. Lion uh, Jefferson was booked up. Lion, Lion Jefferson was booked up. No free young, time. But I do think that uh, affected me a little bit where I'm a lot better at it now. And COVID definitely helped a lot, but mm. it took me a little while to be okay with just being by myself and hanging out. Uh, for it's hard. sure, um, it's hard for sure. Yeah, but it's something that you always have, so you, it's it's good to it's get a little bit better at. Like an, it's an amazing skill to have to be able to be alone and entertain yourself in some kind of way that's not entertaining you. Like you're doing it. Yeah. Huge. No, absolutely. Do you have one of my next ones? Is like life advice. And that oh. just comes from like early childhood because they can't kids before they're like six or seven can't always grab like big ideas or sharing is good. And, you know, maybe empathize a little bit with the kid who is a little rude to you. You have to balance supporting them, but also pointing out to them where they may have been wrong. And that's all very hard when they're like five, six, seven. And I don't want to get yeah. it wrong because I mean, that's where you build all of the stuff for later with how they deal with conflict. Totally. Okay, well, let me tell you this. I've worked a ton with kids like in that age where they're learning to do that shit. And you can tell so fast when a kid has good parents at home and when a kid who does, doesn't have parents at home who are keeping them in check. And like... It's so impactful when a kid doesn't understand what they're doing wrong or why they're doing something that's wrong or that they're hurting other people's feelings or whatever it is. It's so important 
for them and their development because it's going to determine whether or not they're like an empathetic and conscientious person or uh, independent or maybe more selfish self-absorbed person and i think that just being like really upfront with your kid and being like hey you fucked up you made a mistake and that's okay it's okay to make mistakes but you got to fix your mistake now you made a mess now you got to clean it up and that's just the part of it that's okay I'm not mad at you for it, but now right. you get, this is part of the deal. And you right. just got to hold them accountable to that. And when you yes. don't, then they get, they think they can do whatever they want or, you know. No, that's really important. Not a good situation. You messed up, but that's okay. Yeah, it's totally. It's showing it's that it's okay to mess up and get stuff wrong because you're going to get so much wrong. And that's never going to change. You're yeah. always going to get stuff wrong. So how you react to that is huge, is really, really big. Yeah. And that is definitely something that, I don't know, you just got to try. You definitely just, I think the biggest thing with being a parent is just as long as you care a lot, a lot of the other things can fall into place. Totally. Um, and being present is a huge yes. part of it. Like. The schools that I've taught at were in kind of wealthier areas of LA. So there are a lot of kids who you can clearly tell they were not being raised by their parents. They're being raised by like nannies. And those kids are menaces, dude. Those kids are so cruel. And they're so like, they have such a victim mentality. Everything's always being done to them and nothing's ever their fault. It's such an issue, dude. And I feel bad yeah. for those kids because it's not their fault entirely that all this is happening. It's like your dad and mom aren't helping you out. That is a big thing. I remember I was, I've worked a lot with kids too through camps, soccer camps, other stuff. And there was one kid at my camp one time. We'll call him, I don't know, we'll call him uh, Dan. Fucking this kid, Dan. This kid, Dan, who. Was you know he wasn't he it wasn't anything crazy but he was pouty he was moping around just mm -hmm. he he wasn't really fully in it he was hard to communicate with stuff was going on and you know it would be frustrating to try and work with him um, to try and get him to do the activities he always wanted to do something else and one of the things I noticed was that he was the last kid to get picked up every time like he was always 30, 45 minutes late. Yeah. And when the pickup happened, it just always seemed like there was something going on. And, you know, this is me. I don't know this, but it seems like, yeah. okay, something's going on at home. And that's what is getting brought here to camp. And this is why Dan is sort of pouting and stuff is going on here. Because you're totally right. At that age, kids aren't really responsible fully for who they've become it's it's a lot of what's going on at home and who's shaping them yeah. so and it's not it's... finalized those kids have tons of time to change and improve and like you know what i mean like there were kids that i that i taught that were like even like 11 and they were assholes but like they still have a lot of time too i think you can get meaner as time goes on i think the meanest i oh. ever was was probably when i was around like 12 i would 12 yeah, to probably... 14, maybe 12 to 13, 14. I just, yeah. I don't know. It was just, I think yeah, everybody was against each other. Too. Maybe 11, honestly, toss in 11. Yeah. I was just, it's just like a very vulnerable time. Everyone's insecure. Everyone's judging everybody too. Yeah. So 
it just yeah that was a tough just time. tough and then you really just get more secure and confident and later high school yeah you can settle into yourself absolutely yeah. <laughs> it takes time okay though. it does it does and it's really hard but it totally helps when you have great parents okay do you have the any thing, others the thing that i really kind of stress about which i also stress about in relationships is like me not drinking and how is that going to affect my kids? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't think that drinking is inherently a bad thing or makes you a bad person or anything like that. But I know for me that it's not a smart decision based on my genetics and my family history. So they're going to have those same genetics and family history but they're also going to have like me as a role model of not drinking. And it's not that I see it as an evil thing, but I, I'm kind of worried that they're going to grow up scared of it in the similar way that I grew up scared of it, but for completely different reasons. Right. And I want them to feel comfortable around it and know that it's not a terrible thing by itself. But I, I don't know how to do that without like showing without drinking in moderation myself and showing them like, this is how you drink. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I I'm think... not practicing moderation or balance. I'm practicing complete like abstinence. Right. Not doing it. Yeah. I think the, the spin on that, I will say too, is because the worrying totally makes sense. But I think also for your kids that that will be really positive too, because it will also show that, drinking is not something you need as well yeah because there's that wave where you get like kind of older and you know right around freshman year of high school or even a little earlier people kind of start experimenting with smoking drinking doing stuff but to yeah. have you know an awesome dad as an example for like oh that's not something i need to participate in um yeah or just whatever is also really good but i totally get it that would be totally something too where it's like you don't want them to because it's hard i imagine like yeah and i want to i want to create like an environment in which they can like just tell me what's going on too like i don't want to be strict dad where they're afraid of me <laughs> yeah. like if they were to drink i would want them to tell me and then i'd be like all right cool were you safe yeah. about it and then like that's the end of it that's the biggest thing that my parents handled that part really well in my life once i got older nice. like 14 they just said one time to me they were like by the way i know like you know there's gonna be opportunities for you to drink and smoke and do stuff at parties and whatnot and i just want you to know like we have no judgment of that just know that it's really important to stay safe make sure you're safe when you do them and if you ever need anything reach out to us and it was just this very clear message of Hey, we have no judgment here. Um, but just make sure you're safe about it. Because and of course to me, it's like, oh yeah, no duh. Like, yeah, of course I want to be safe about it because drugs can sure. be scary too. And then also I know that I have support if for some reason anything was going on. Yeah, because it's like not that. like we like don't I need care. a ride home. You know, it's not like we don't care about you doing it or not doing it. It's we do care about it, but we care about it because we care about you. Yes. Yeah, not because we care about you doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally a support thing. And then, of course, like, 
my parents, I mean, I guess there was a point where they like found something in my room, some like cart of, <laughs> of, of marijuana. And they were oh, like, boy. what's going on here? I stored it with my old lacrosse gear. I stole it with my old lacrosse gear and I had been gifted a lot of them for my birthday from other people. And I'm not someone who even really like smoked weed, but I got this gift. So I would do it sometimes. And they sat me down because there was like six or seven cartridges in here. There's a lot, yeah. And so they were like, oh my gosh, is our kid like, is our kid like a total, like, does he smoke weed all the time? And we had no idea. Or like, is, is this an issue? Drugs? Yeah. Or is he dealing these? What's going yeah. on? They sat me down and I had to tell him, I was just like, so honest. I was like, oh no, like I really don't do it that much. <laughs> that was just a gift. They just gave it to me. I've had and, these from Yeah. And I'm sorry years. you found it in my lacrosse gear. I thought you'd never go through that. <laughs> it's honestly a great hiding place yeah i'm still surprised it didn't thought it would have worked forever but the only hiding place i can think of that would be better would maybe be like old dvd yeah or like better why would you ever open this like okay like at our apartment we have uh we have wii games and we have like we have like Wii Sports and we, you know, Mario Kart, blah, blah, blah. We have the big ones that you actually play. But then we also have like Shrek Carnival game. Nobody's ever opening that except to be like, oh, this is funny. So if you can find one that's like so inconspicuous, like Modern Warfare 3 on Wii, no one's opening. Hey, kids, if you're listening, 14, you know, and up. If you're smoking weed and you need a place to hide something, hide it in your Wii games. Yeah. Hide it in, hide it in Disney Guilty Party Wii. <laughs> That's a real game that came with Disney the Wii I purchased off Craigslist about two years ago. It's a great Disney game. Guilty Party. No one's opening that game. No, no one's, one's opening cares. it. It's Nobody's not funny enough it. to open. It's not nope. enticing enough to open. Nope. Don't open it. It's not interesting in any no. way. And that's what you want. No, man. Yeah. But that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That part of them growing up and experimenting with stuff and having other people start getting into smoking and drinking. Totally. Is absolutely something hard to navigate. How hard do you be on them? If something goes wrong, you know, or if you think there's like an addiction starting to happen, yeah. but you also want to be supportive and you want to show that you're there for them. It's stuff. It's making me glad I don't have a kid right now. Totally. <laughs> Although if we did, it would still be a really those conversations would be a long way away. Yes, no, they absolutely would. Totally. Um would I, you ground your kids? Uh I don't think so. Not really. Is my yeah, I don't think I would thought. either. How would you punish your kids if they fucked up? It's a good question. Maybe uh, not punish, you know, but yeah. No, I know what you mean. Or, like some kind of discipline. Like uh I consequence it would have to be I don't know I don't want to punish them too hard yeah but maybe like you have to look you got to stay in tomorrow like like okay like what if this like your your kid's seven first uh grade another kid makes him really upset and then he bites someone or like hits them or something like that how are you gonna because you have to teach them that that's not okay. Yes. And you also have to teach them that if you do things like that, like bad things will happen. Yeah. Because 
if you were to continue to act like that, obviously in a really extreme manner, you could. I think you have to take something away that they like. Yeah. It has to be something, a toy, just -hmm. something like that. And just explain, hey, you're going to get this back, but it's being taken away right now because of what happened at school today. Because those actions, you know, that you don't want to hurt people and you hurt somebody and you know and you could even try to find common ground be like is that like is that something you want to do yeah i mean it's not as easy they're kids is that fair it's complex dude okay here's a great i love using this it helps so much with understanding with the kids that i teach you ask them you like lay out like they'll go like if i'll come into class with my lesson plan and like we don't want to do that right I'll go, okay, well, how about this? You can do, like, I'll compromise with them. And then I'll say, is that fair? And then they go, okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they're terrible negotiators. So you can kind of make them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll be like, I'll say, you have to do this. And then once you do this, then you can have free time for the rest of class. And they'll go, well, I don't want to do that. Like, I've already done that. Like, I can do that already. Why do I have to show you I have to do it? And I'll go, well, dude, if you do it, then I'll let you do this. You know, is that fair? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and it's like giving them some about, power. Yeah, it does some give choice. them some power. And it feels like they're a part of the decision. And it also gives them like, oh, like, this is a clear reward for my action. Yes. Like, I see that this causes this. And if I want that, then I'm going to do this. So simple. And it like really, I feel like it really clicks with them. How could you do that that in punishment form then with something? You could go like, all right, listen, lion, I know you beat that kid up at school. (laughs) (laughs) I know you took his hat and pulled his pants down in front of the class. Okay. And that's not okay. (laughs) But uh, so what we're going to do is you're not going to be able to play with your Thomas, the the train toys. (laughs) And you're not going to be able to play with them for a whole week, you know? And that's because when you do bad things to other people, that comes with consequences. And the consequences may not always be coming from other people, but they may come from yourself. And this time it's coming from me. Yeah. You know, does that seem fair? Like if you hit someone again, I'm going to take away your trains again. Yeah. But if you don't hit anyone ever again, guess what? You get the trains forever, man. (laughs) Those trains are yours. Those trains are yours. (laughs) So it's a one time. This could be a one time thing. You get them back in one week and then you get them forever. As long as you don't hit anybody else. That sound fair. Totally. And then they would go. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully. I don't hit anybody and I get trains forever. I don't hit people. I get trains forever. I don't hurt people. People (laughs) don't get mad at me. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. Trains forever. I actually forever, really like Dad? I like that logic a lot. Like Trains you take forever? something away, but then you spin it. Like, but if you don't yeah. do that again, you, you get, you it, get forever. it forever. Yeah, I never take your... it away from you again. You should write like a parenthood book, dude. You've done yeah, so I'm much totally with qualified. kids. You honestly, you honestly could. I'm so qualified. How to compromise? Twenty one years old. Kids. I've had eight kids already. You could start a kid podcast, like for parents, as someone who doesn't have a kid. <laughs> Maybe if I was like actually a teacher for a while yeah 
I think, or maybe Always don't frame it as back. parents. Frame it as like compromise with kids. You could help some people. Compromising out with kids. Sure. Compromise with your kids. It sounds here, like a podcast title. Victor is here. <laughs> how to how to get Victor to stop playing with his trains? That's how I, when, when I would do my time. podcast. I would I would voice him. <laughs> but Dad, I do not want to do that. <laughs> Dad, give me my Dad, fucking trains. I just back. want trains forever. Anyway. <laughs> I'll hit you, Dad. Dad, if I hit you, you will be bitch and give me the train back. <laughs> what now? This demon child. Yeah, dude. What uh, if your kids hit you? What do you do then? Man, I don't I I don't know. I think I run away. No. <laughs> stop, stop. Stop it. Or get yeah, be really hurt. You're like hurting he breaks bad. my leg. Oh breaks my yeah. leg with his punch. Oh my god. I, think, leg. I feel like your kids would just laugh. They would yeah, know probably. you're faking and they'd be like, that's so funny. That, dude, that's what already happens to me at camp. That's I'm blast, like, though. That's I'm like so fun. funny guy, you know? Yeah. But also I'm, I'm someone who like, if it gets to a point where I can't tolerate any tolerate it anymore. Yeah. Totally. I'll raise my voice a little bit. I'll be like, guys, we really need to do this because you're making this harder. And we're trying to get to our activity that we're doing. And all of them will just go, and they'll just make the face where they're like shutting up, but they clearly are just like, they oh my laugh God, so he's mad. Too. I'm trying yeah. hard not to laugh. What the heck is this? Dude. And you got to sit there and be like, dude, I know you want to laugh so bad. And honestly, yeah. if I were you, I would too. I'm not, a, I'm just not a, I'm just not a good, bad cop, man. I'm, I'm a better good no. cop. I don't, I, I feel like I can't be a bad cop to other people's kids. That's not my job. Yeah. No, like, absolutely. I have no authority there. You're not supposed to be. Yeah, you're only supposed to be there to do so much. No, I'm a fun guy. Fun guy, exactly. You're a fun, fun guy, guy. For to have fun with. I'm Minecraft guy. You, are, yeah, yeah. You teach kids Minecraft for money. It's a pretty awesome gig. Minecraft. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm feeling wrapped up. Do you feel wrapped? I feel pretty wrapped. And a special thank you to Hugo for listening to the entire episode. All right, that was another episode of Two Times Fire with the wonderful Aiden Newell. Go check out our Instagram if you want to see more stuff at SJ Radio with a zero at the end. Also, had some podcasts out in the past week. Go check out the one with Gabe and Kylie, two UVM musicians who just released a new single. Also did one with my girlfriend, Lily, and it was National Girlfriend Day recently, so definitely go give that one a listen had so much fun doing that one with her and overall if you have any suggestions for the show two times fire or any of my interviews please dm me at sj radio with a zero at the end i would love to hear what you guys think about these thanks again for listening and i'll see you soon